Welcome to the Hawkeye Psychic Podcast. And you're very welcome back to the Hawkeye Psychic Hurling Podcast with your host Mark Kennedy. Joined again this week by Kieran Collins and Rory Walsh. And in this podcast episode, we'll be reviewing the Munster and Leinster Senior Hurling Championship opening round fixtures this weekend. Hope you enjoy. I suppose we'll get into the Munster and Leinster Senior Hurling Championship. Maybe we'll start with the Leinster Senior Hurling Championship first. There's three games on tap this weekend. We have Antrim versus Dublin. Galway entertaining Wexford and Salt Hill and Kilkenny taking on Westmead. I suppose, guys, from your perspective, what are the main talking points going into the Leinster Senior Hurling Championship? Maybe we start with Rory, you first. Yeah, just start with Antrim and Dublin. I'm just wondering, Antrim, maybe from the minute this draw was made, seeing this as a perfect opportunity to lay down a marker in the Leinster Championship. We've seen them being ultra competitive in the league, especially up in Corrigan Park the last few years. But I'm just thinking like this could be Dublin, especially with the likes of Crummy out and, you know, Liam Rush not back this year. And they're definitely vulnerable here. And um, um, I know, like you could say, Dublin will be warned and they'll know what uh, Antrim will throw at them up there. But still, I, I actually have a sneaking feeling here that, you know, if we're looking for a shock in the first round of, of either championship, this could be it. Um, so, yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's that's the one to begin for me. I think Antrim could throw this banner in, in, in the work straight away there for Dublin. Uh, Galway at home to Wexford. It's hard to see Wexford coming up and, and shocking Galway here. Um, I, I think Galway here could, could win this one maybe comfortably, like f- five, six point minimum victory here. And, um, yeah, then, look, all due respect to Westmead, you just hope that they're competitive. Um, like going, going to Kilkenny for any team, you know, is going to be tough. Like, and facing Kenny in your first round match as well. And Kilkenny coming off a league final where they disappointed in terms of performance, you know, they're going to be, um, you know, up up to, to show management or whatever that they're better than that. And maybe Westmead could be the ones to kind of suffer that. Uh, <laughs> Kilkenny uh, revenge as such, as I don't know if it, you could call it revenge until they meet Limerick again, but, you know, just to bounce back from the players. And um, so, yeah, look, I, I actually think that out of all of them, uh, Galway at home should win. Kilkenny, you'd be thinking, uh, you know, going to win comfortably there. And then I just think, yeah, that uh, Dublin could be really vulnerable up to Cardigan Park. And I, I might tip my hat there at Antrim, like setting the Leinster Championship alight with a, a shock win. It kind of is gearing up for it, isn't it? It just has the feel of there is going to be a shock in one of these provincial championships. And why not in Corrigan Park, really, as you say here, uh, Rory? I mean, given Antrim's 1B form, I think they were pretty competitive in Corrigan Park. They've made it into a fortress here, Karen. And to be fair to Antrim, you know, like Connell Gunning, you have Keelan Malloy, you have Burke, you have various outstanding guys here, particularly with the Dunloy club team here. I think confidence should be high, and I think Darren Gleeson really, as Rory has said, really earmarked this game, and I think they'll be expecting to really run Dublin very close on Saturday. The team is on the go a couple of years now, and I think the days of more victories should be behind them. You know, I think they have any aspirations of, of progressing even further. I think this is probably the one game that they would definitely highlight. They're playing Dublin and, and Kilkenny at home over their own robin. And it, maybe Kilkenny might be a, a stretch too far, but I think definitely this Dublin game would be one that they'll, they'll definitely fancy themselves. Now, if you go back to the league game, I think Dublin, I think that was probably the one game that Dublin actually looked really good. It was in Parnham Park. Okay, they did kind of take the foot off the gas and, and let um, Antrim back into it. I think if, if, if Antrim can get a handle on Donald Burke, I think, they go a long way, but you know, I think if you compare player, I think like players like Donald Burke and Owen O'Donnell, you know, they're really, really good players. I think like these two guys could probably start in any county team, 
don't know if Antrim have players of the same quality. But I think if they can get a handle on Burke and the fact it's up, you know, up to Carlin Park, it's a team we've seen team very good teams struggle up there. Always seems to be windy and you know, I think this will be one of the games they will target. I think Dublin will win, but I would not be surprised if Antrim provide the shock. Just taking back as well to Antrim's last championship game in Carrick and Park was against Cork in the quali- qualifier round last year, wasn't it? Antrim had come up from Joe McDonough and Cork were the third place team in Munster and they gave Cork a right shock 55 minutes in. There was nothing in the game. And you just think like that, if they can produce performance like that again against a lesser opposition in, in Dublin compared to where Cork would be at. Like, you know, it, it could be a great chance for, for Antrim. And uh, as you said, Kieran, like they've been knocking on the door for a couple of years and it's time for now to, you know, to deliver at home in championship. Karen, can we get your viewpoint on Wexford? I suppose that challenge game down in Carrigan Shore and Tipperary was dominated for all the wrong reasons. But the performance against Tipperary fell well short. What's the optimism levels like in Wexford heading up to Salt Hill for this Galway game? And any team news from Wexford heading into this fixture? I think the optimum levels are, levels are low. I think based on the league, which you know we, we, we can't always read into, but I think the biggest concern is probably personnel. The word, last word I've heard is that Matthew Hanlon and Damien Reck won't feature. I know locally... The word of Damien Reck is carrying a knock but will play, but you know, it's yet to be confirmed. I think if they if them two guys are missing, you know, they're two really important players in, in the back six and I just don't see where the replacements are for him. You know, I think last year Potty Foley would have been centre back, he's he's out this year, and I think if Damien Reck doesn't play, Matthew Hannon isn't there, really like I d actually don't know who they're gonna put centre back. You know, aside from that, you're looking at the Tipperary Challenge game. Two weeks ago, I think you know the game got the the highlights for you know for the wrong reasons and and, and rightly so. But I think what what went you know unnoticed was to most was that yeah there was a twenty point difference in the score, which has to be really concerning. You know we could write off the league, but two weeks out from championship, you know a challenge game or not, you'd imagine the intensity has risen and you're 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 not far off championship pace. And to be 20 points behind Tipperary will be a worry. I think last year, look back at the Galway game. Galway should have won that game with 10 plus points in Wexford Park. I think they were, they, you know, they were woeful. They let Wexford back into it. And I think Wexford were lucky to get the draw. I can't see that result this year. I think Galway are going to win this game pulling up. I think Galway, you know, this is Sheffield's second year. I think they have the personnel. There, there is question marks over Galway in certain positions. You know, I, I do worry about, you know, once it comes to the crunch, they rely, you know, how much they rely on, on Conor Whelan for, for goal forward ball. But, you know, I think especially across the back, they're so strong. They have an earth a few players this year. You know, there hasn't been a word of the Galway camp for the last few weeks. The league finished up. They've gone away. They've locked the doors. There hasn't been one word. And I'm sure they're, they're rare and they're ready to go. And I, I honestly think Galway are going to win this game by 10 plus points. And then Kilkenny Westmead, Kieran, any chance for Westmead? No, long and short, no. I think it's I think it's going to be a long round robin for Westmead. You know, if you're looking at the games, potentially they, they're away to Kilkenny and Dublin first two games, home game to Galway. So, you know, they're really getting this, you know, week in, week out. It's going to be tough. I think the only game that they might is, is at a home to Antrim is probably the game they'll target, but... I think for Kilkenny, it's a chance to 
you know, they're getting an extra week really on the from the from the league final. I do think though that we will see maybe TJ Reid feature. You know, I think they want to get some game time into his legs. Obviously, the news that the Billy Drennan won't feature. You know, I think it answers the question that who will be on the freeze. And I think to me, I think it'll be TJ. R- regards to the news, I think I I wouldn't have been surprised if Billy Drennan hadn't started because I, I don't think he was offering enough open play. You know, a silly young guy, he's a lot to learn. But I think you know, I think the Kenny will get game time. I think more than he's only back as well. You know, I think guys like this will need the game time. You know, because Kenny's next day out is against Galway, so they want to get definitely get game time back in these guys. So I think Kenny again, you know, win by definitely more than eight points in anyway. And kind of going with you on the Kilkenny one, I think Galway will be fascinating. As you said, there's been absolutely no rumour mill here in, in the county. David Burke has been representing Galway in media duties, so that's kind of telling you the focus here in this camp. I mean, the emergence of probably Dahi Burke at centre half back looks a massive, you know, addition here. I mean, Giro McInerney a full back, yes, two can rotate. I think it's it's a nice balanced squad, and uh, I think the squad that maybe in midfield with David Burke out may be a bit of a question mark, but I think this is a, a team that's well experienced and will go far in the championship unless Wexford produce a great performance. Would Lee Chen go back to half-back here, Kieran, if worst came to the worst? Yeah, I suppose it's an option, but then you're, you know, he's one of your go-to guys up front, you know, so I suppose you're, you're Robin Peter to pay Paul really, aren't you? The word locally is Damien is going to play. Okay. Um, so I suppose we'll wait and see, but I I think Chen is probably needed up front more than he is at the back. I think himself and O'Connor and, and Connor, uh, Roy O'Connor and Roy McDonald, or Connor McDonald are, I suppose the three go to guys up there, and uh, while he probably could play there, I, I don't think they would bring him back. I think maybe you know, I think midfield would probably be the furthest they bring him back. Yeah, I, I still think Galway, as you say, probably. I think this is a statement of intent game for Galway here. Given the league was very indifferent, there could be an eight and point nine point win here. I think, but you know, I think for Wexford's sake, really have to turn up and bring a bit of intensity to the proceedings. And I suppose Antrim Dublin, I think it's a very much a fifty fifty call. The more I think about this game. The more that Dublin, I think, will be have to be so prepared going in here to Corrigan Park. And there is some insightful forward threats here as well with Gunning. And again, you know, from a Dublin perspective, if Crummy is out, I'm just worried here a little bit in terms of Dublin scoring uh, unit, in terms of if, let's say, the likes of Donald Burke gets uh, quietened a little bit in his influence, where the score is coming from. Maybe a draw here in this one for me. I think Antrim, this is going to be a big, big day for them. Heading back into Leinster, would not be surprised if they turned over Dublin, but I think Dublin as well have a bit of quality going in. A bit of optimism with the under-20s as well, going so well. So probably a draw on that one. I suppose, uh, guys, Munster Senior Hurling Championship. We have two games on Sunday. First one in Semple Stadium. Uh, Waterford entertaining Limerick. And then Clare uh, playing to Prairie and Cusick Park, I suppose. Guys, we've gotten an awful lot of media soundbites in terms of how Davy Fitzgerald and the Waterford team are going to approach things. How do you think Waterford will approach this game against uh, Limerick here, Rory? Look, uh, I suppose one thing they've got to do, it, it, they've got to try and rattle Limerick, and that's easier said than done. Um, so I presume Davy Fitz will be bringing a, a game plan where they're going to disrupt whatever Limerick are doing. That's going to take massive intensity. But also, it's going to require them being really clever in the ball themselves and what they do with it. Caleb Lyons has caused problems for Limerick last year in midfield. I think he scored, popped over four or five points from midfield uh, in the Gaelic rounds in that match last year. 
and was a, a real threat. And it's something I just noticed with Limerick where you had Tynan got four or five points there from midfield against him as well. It's just maybe something that the Limerick game plan with the midfielders dropping back at times that uh, they are leaving themselves vulnerable to a sharpshooter out there. And just even t- thinking back to the Munster final, the great comeback against Tipperary a few years ago where Jason Ford kind of went out around midfield and tipped over, I think it was five, six points from play in the first half. So it is maybe, uh, if you were spotting the weakness with, with Limerick, is just tightening up and, and leaving a shooter free midfield. That said, like, Caelan Lyons is a serious hurler with, with pace, and he is something that I'm sure where everyone's talking about what Waterford are doing, but uh, John Kiley and Kinnark would have been looking at, at the threats um, you know, from from a Waterford, from a Liberty point of view, sorry, we're looking at how to shut down the main threats of Waterford. And if you quieten Caleb Lines and Desi, if presumably Desi is going to be back inside in the full forward line, you'd hope from a neutral's point of view anyway that he would be. And Mikey Kiley as well, Ethan, like there is a big threat there. Um, look, and, and the bookies at this eight points and Limerick are one to ten on. I just don't see that. Like I, this is Munster Championship, and it's there's a history of upsets in Munster Championship, especially in round one. And uh, I just see this game like I just have a sneaking feeling here that Watford are going to come out with a massive game. And yeah, and we spoke about this last week when we were naming our top trees. From a Watford point of view, it's probably a game they have to win because um, this is essentially their home game. They lose this then and it doesn't get any easier like in, in, in Munster. So yeah, um, from a Watford point of view, beating Limerick here would, would really give them a great chance of qualifying. Um, so yeah, look, I, I'm going to go with Limerick, but I actually think it's going to be one of these games where it might even be losing the half time or down to the last stretch, something like the the Galway game last year, where it comes right down into injury time. Um, and just pre- predicting it'll be a, a massive humdinger here, and hopefully it will, just to set the championship alight. Um, it would be a great if it was, but yeah, I, I still think Limerick. Um, they what really impressed me last year with Limerick was how they managed to still get out of the tight games, like that monster final against Clare, where at numerous stages the kitchen sink was thrown at them, and they still kept their cool and were very calm in possession when they had to be. Same against Galway when they were under pressure, like they just seemed to um, know how to manage these moments. So, are Waterford going to put them under pressure? I imagine they will, and they won't be as standoffish as Kilkenny were in the league final. That they, they will rattle into Limerick. Have they the firepower off the bench? I don't think so. Uh, Limerick, as we've seen, were able to just smoothly, you know, cover over the injuries and uh, illness they had going into the league final. And that's a huge plus that they have confidence in the player coming in next to them. Whereas Waterford, I'm sure, like when they are going down the bench, there would be guys that maybe aren't as, um, you know, experienced or as proven at this level. But at the same time, uh, Waterford can put out a serious 15. And I, I just think this is going to be a lot closer than the bookies are thinking. And we're talking puck of a ball thing, but again, you'd have to fancy Limerick even in a tight game. Yeah, Karen, I'll throw that question that I aimed at Rory. How do Watford stop uh, Limerick on Sunday? I take that up too is how do they stop or how does how do I think Davies going to plan to stop him? And I think the short answer is no one knows. I like I think. I think a lot of people are fearing is that you know this is we're we're you know we're delighted we're we're back to championship but I think the 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 fear is that's going to be a tact be a tactical game and you know it won't be a, a one for the ages but yeah I think teams have shown even this year like Tipperary the way they approach the game um they pushed up on them they got in their face you know the 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 work rate has to be high the intensity has to be high you know you you when you push up on them. Uh, I think it's hard to make, it's hard to force Limerick to make a mistake, but I think that's the only chance you get is that you, you put enough pressure on them that they might make a mistake. Um, you know, the one thing about Limerick though is, and 
their power to adapt and it's we've seen it over over the last few years and I, it's you know it's probably a masterclass from from Kinark, but you know as Rory said there you we might win down at half time even a couple of points but it's the way he changes it all in a few minutes and you know we come back out I think we saw it in the Tipperary game we went in four points down to Tipperary at half time and then we came out in the second half like a different team and and just blitz Tipperary and I think for a team to beat Limerick, they'll have to bring that game for 70 minutes. And I think Waterford, I think the game that stood out for me was the, the All-Ireland semi-final in, I think it was 21. It was at the 50% crowd. You know, Waterford came out, out of the blocks. And the first quarter, like, they, they just threw everything at Limerick. They physically, you know, but when you look at the scoreline after the first quarter, I think they were down by a point. You know, and I think that must have been... So the Mars in for water to put everything into it. And I think from that point on, Limerick just, you know, blew him away. Um their their record against Limerick over the last few years isn't good. You know, I think on average it's like seven, eight points difference between the teams. You know, it, it, we, with David, we don't know what's coming. We we honestly don't know what's coming. Um there is, you know, so much worry about these potential injuries. I think Prunty, Colin Prunty, if he is out will be a huge loss. I think um you know, I think if he is not if he's not in the field that Gillan will be a huge target man for Limerick. Ozzy Gleason, you know, we know how influential he'll be. If he doesn't feature Ira Daly, another big ball runner as well. So I think it all depends on what personnel take in the field, what position they take it. You know, we have all heard about, you know, Desi Hudson in the league playing so far out from goal. But the one thing in history, if you look at any Davies teams, he has one plan. So if plan A or plan B or, or sorry, plan A doesn't work, you know, there's no changing it up. I, I you know, I've seen it with Wexford over the years. I think the, you know, they just stick with it regardless. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I think they'll have put so much into this game. And if they do lose, you know, next week going into an away game against Cork, you know, I think you're putting themselves under huge pressure. You know, we'll... I don't know. Is it a possibility that David might say, you know, we'll forfeit this game and and just focus on Cork the next day out, you know, because you could put so much into this one game and it could define your season. It's so hard to know. But I I do think, um, looking at the result, I think Limerick will will be strong enough. I think we they've they've shown that they can they can battle and they can get results even when they're not playing well. Sign of a very good team. I agree, we we might be down at half time, but I think Waterford will come out of this hard in the first half. But I think we will find a way. Limerick will plug away, they'll play their own game. I think they will find a way. I just hope that Waterford just give it an absolute rattle on Sunday, guys. I mean, they've really nothing to lose. As you said, Rory, one to ten on. And once the senior hurling championship game, first round game is an absolute ludicrous odds, really. I mean, Waterford have been preparing here for the last three to four weeks on the Monster Senior Hurling Championship. But I mean, they've quality players right down the middle here. I mean, like you think of Jamie Barron, you think of Jack Fagan, Montgomery, Desi Hutchinson, Mikey Kiley inside. Hopefully there's some direct ball into those two guys. Early ball, just to really test out the Limerick. For a 1-10 to 10 on fixture here, I think it's, uh, you know, I think Watford, you know, the run game as well with Callum Lyons, you know, they're well capable of posing problems. They posed problems for Limerick in third quarter last year in the championship. So, as you say, uh, Rory, this should be an eagerly competitive game. Yeah, and I don't think there's any fear of Waterford holding back for Cork the next week. Like, 
I think the, with like knowing the way Davy fits things, uh, uh, getting no one over on Kinark, I'd say, because Davy like does pride himself as being a tactical genius himself. Without the success, like, and if you think about it, like the last of the last ten All Irelands, five of them have been won by Kinark uh, trained sides, and like, okay, four with Limerick, one with Clare, unfortunately. But but at the same time, like you're talking about two counties that hadn't been winning All Irelands traditionally, and to come in and, and win five of the last ten. But he'd be mad to get one over there because people looking back at 2013 are beginning to, you know, give more and more credit to Kinnark based on what he's done afterwards with Limerick as well, especially with kind of, you know, the type of game Claire played in 2013. And I'd say Davy is mad to kind of, from his point of view, set a bit of a record straight that, you know, that he's right up there as well. And so, look, I think from a personal point of view, he's going to be mad to win this game and be the one to, like, beat Limerick and... Uh, th- and I think that's why the last three weeks would have been all out for this match. I'd say Cork have not been mentioned yet in, in a Waterford dressing room. So, look, that's it. If things go badly wrong here for Waterford and they ship a beaten, you know, it's going to damage the players' faith in Davy here because, as well, like they're, as we said, this is a home game for them. He's probably like, obviously, he's been instilling them in them a belief that they are quite capable of winning this match and that his game plan will win the game for them. And, if that doesn't work out, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be hard to pick them back up for that car game then. So, look, I just see the way things are and the way Limerick won the, the league final so comfortably. You have people, I'm hearing a lot of people saying, look, there's no weaknesses in the team. They're the perfect team. But look, there are weaknesses in every team and it's just about exploiting them on the day. Um, any player can have a bad game on a certain day and it's just, you know, the opposition exploiting things like that. And, um as we said, like 12 months ago, people would have been talking about Waterford as the team to challenge Limerick. That didn't transpire, but um, that was based on what they had shown previously. So um, can they bring their best performance to Thurlis? Look, remains to be seen. I uh, just have a feeling that's going to be good. And look, in Thurlis as well, it is hard to, like, it's a huge pitch. It's hard to maybe get ultra defensive and shut things down. So I do think it will be, you know, a high scoring and, and game as well as it being intense and physical. Um, like the Munster final last year, Claire Limerick now it was a wet surface as well, which made the ball stick a small bit. Like that was the one game I've seen in Torles where it never really opened in 70 minutes. The intensity continued the whole way through. Uh, Sunday promised like so far anyway, so, sunny and uh, seems to be sunny dry, so should be quick surface there, and it's just going to be, you know, I just see it being a bit more open, in, especially second half. But yeah, look, I, as I said earlier, um, yeah, I just see uh, Limerick just maybe just just edging it here in, in a close one. You know, maybe from a John Kiley point of view, a close game is really what they need as well, just to kind of bring bring things back down to earth a bit and bring some, maybe some of the media back down. Because as we saw last year, uh, when it came to the crunch, there wasn't anything really between a lot of teams. Like Limerick had to fight through tough games. And I'm sure that's how John Kiley sees this championship panning out as well. Yeah, and we're basing all that in league form. You know, like, uh, I think the media has gone completely crazy on it. Like, it's, it's been league form. You know, teams are going to hold back for championship. And... It's different gravy completely. We we all know that. So you know, I think by Sunday afternoon we'd have an idea of where things are. But you know, basing evidence on league form this year, uh, okay, it's been looking good, but you know, you just don't know. Karen, the team news for Limerick will be announced on Friday at nine a.m. Do you expect any changes from that side that won the national hurling league final against Kilkenny? Now, I suppose the Kilkenny challenge was a little bit less than what Limerick and the supporters had expected, but do you expect any personnel changes going in for Limerick in this opening round game? Yeah, I think based on, well, depending on uh, Declan Hannon and Kyle Hayes, I think if they're back in and, and fit, they'll play. I think I think we, um, we'll have done who will play. I think the Limerick team, you know, 
we, we all go on about the selection choice, but I still think the team picks itself. I th- we'll have Nicky Quaid, no doubt. Uh, Sean Finn, Barry Nash, and I, I think Mike Casey will be full back. I think all the signs in the league point that Mike Casey is the number one over them. Marcy full back in it. I think the half back line, you know, there's no, there's no, there's no argument there. Um, Burns, Hannon, and, and Kyle Hayes if fit. Uh, Donovan would have done it with Field, Tom Marcy, Groat Hegarty, and Keane Lynch, and I think Shane McFlanagan, who I was worried about, you know, in a couple of games in the league, but you know, the last year was really, really good. I think it'd be Peter Casey, Flanagan, and Peter Casey, Flanagan, and, and Aaron Galan. You know, I think, you know, all the talk about the, the squad depth, but I think the team still kind of picks itself really, doesn't it? You know, you know, I, th- I think Galan will be a huge target, especially if Prunty's missing. I think, he's, you know, he's been known over the years to, to be that go-to man in there. And, you know, I think one thing for Waterford as well is, you know, we've seen him, especially in the earlier rounds of the league, is like if Davey fires these boys up too much and they come out and, you know, is there a chance of a red card or, you know, either side, you know, because they've had a few, four or five over the league. So yeah, I think that'd be one thing that would be a concern if I was a fan, if, um, you know, you, you, can, you can wind lads up, but there's a limit. Passions are running high here a little bit. I think that could be a bit of a watch here in terms of maybe red cards early. Uh, but I suppose, Karen, not for Limerick for you, is it? Yeah, I think I think, I think think it will be close, possibly in the first half. But I think, you know, Limerick will, Limerick will plot away, they'll, they'll play their game. I think, as Roy said earlier, the bench, the big bench will be stronger. I think if the three players that have been named, like Prunty, Ozzy Gleeson and Neil Daly are missing, I think that will, you know, that will be a huge hindrance to, to Waterford, especially Ozzy Gleeson, to what he brings to the team. So, yeah, I, I still think Liverpool win by at least four or five points. Okay. Uh, Rory, you're kind of, were you kind of hedging for Limerick as well? Yeah, it was. I, I, yeah, I think so. As I said, I just think it'll be a lot tighter than than what's been forecast. And uh, yeah, inclined to go with Keir, maybe even a, a one-score game, but a victory for Limerick in the end. And just hoping that it does transpire to be this great opening to the championship, you know. And if not in a, in Thurless, I reckon we'll get one in Ennis anyway. Absolutely. You've been itching to talk about this game, uh, Rory, it's, uh, for the last uh, 20 minutes or so, I suppose. We've won now, Mark, have we? Oh, I'll tell you what, we could let him go here. Uh, so, uh, Rory, uh, Brian Lowe and Claire entertaining Liam Cahill's Tipperary. I suppose, what's your, I suppose, expectations for Claire first off going in with team news and uh, what are you expecting on Sunday? Yeah, look, so first of all, um, looking the, even, just had a quick look at the odds just to see how the bookies see it and it's exactly like even both, both sides are evens for it, like, and that's probably the way you're looking into it. Um, Again, I'm kind of inclined to look back at championship form and like we're we're looking at a team that lost every game in the Munster Championship last year and suddenly, you know, they're being talked up as All-Ireland contenders and maybe they are, but I think they have to go up and be Clare and Ennis to, for me anyway, to be be talked about, you know. Um, that's really, that'll show it. I, I think that they're serious contenders if it happens. So the closer I get to the game, the more bullish I kind of from a Clare point of view based on like the last time, you know, based on last year's championship, more or less. And the fact, I think, Claire a bit stronger this year. Like, you're talking about Mark Rogers, um, who missed most of the last campaign through injury. Just He's only feature readers coming off the bench, I think, in a couple of games near the end of the of the championship. Missed all around Robin and Munster. Um, we're talking as well, like, Shane Amori back in the squad, just coming off the bench even, like, uh, with his pace as the game opens up. That's another plus that Claire didn't have last year. Aidan McCarthy as well missed the whole championship last year. So I definitely think Claire are in a better position. And... 
um, just getting on to team selection um, based on the fact that Adam Hogan didn't play for the Clare 20s, like he's had to start now for the seniors because had he played for the Clare 20s with the new seven-day rule, he, would have, he wouldn't have been able to play the senior match. So that's a sign that he's going to start. And I think he does strengthen our back line. Um, he's probably, the, the you know, been talked about for a couple of years since he starred for um, Tala last year in the Hearty campaign full back and played very well for the Clare 20s last year uh, as a lad below his age, let's say, playing. And uh, yeah, I think he's going to slot in cornerback for Clare. And he's, he's just kind of a, a, a tight defender, um, very pacey and just kind of, you know, uh, on the ball, clever on the ball, and, you know, nothing too flashy, just does his job really well. And I think that's exactly what Clare kind of needed. Um, Rory Hayes then had had wrist injury. He could be the guy to lose out. Broke his wrist a couple of weeks ago. I think he's back fully training, but could be the lad to lose out. I actually see a future for Rory Hayes maybe at wing back for Clare. I just think a cornerback, like he's one of these guys that tries to win every single ball, which is impossible. And then when he doesn't, as we saw like in the Munster final last year, when things can go wrong, he can ship a lot of scores. And he's a serious hurler and very good going forward. And actually takes a point or two as well. So I think that may be where his future is. But from a clear point of view, like in terms of what could have been, in a, we, we spoke about teams going into championships with injury crisis and we'll get on to Tipperary in a bit in terms of what they're missing this year in terms of injuries. Clear, like we, we've David Fitzgerald out with a suspension. And other than that, like there's, you know, there's a lot of, Big selection of players to, to select from, and that's a huge plus for Lohan, especially a home game in Ennis. Uh, it is a tough place to go, actually. There was an interesting table appear during the week based on you know, the round robins of the three seasons, and Clare actually have accumulated the most points in Munster round robin of the three seasons that have been played. Now, saying that, the only team to have beaten Clare in, in Ennis so far were Tipperary, so I'm sure like, that's something that uh, you know Tipperary being reminded of this week as well. Um, look, I suppose, uh, from a Clare point of view, it is it is the old enemy uh, coming to Ennis and it would be a great way to start the Munster Championship for Clare and put them right in the mix again this year. Um, it was just so disappointing how the Championship finished for Clare last year after all the promise they showed and I'm sure like they, they probably went to right a few wrongs in terms of maybe bringing a consistency this year to all games that wasn't there last year and no better place to start than round one in Ennis. Absolutely, Karen. You, you really did flag Clare as a big threat to Limerick last season. Do you feel the same uh, this season? Yeah, I'm gonna, I just going to go through let's say, both teams. I'm going to start with Clare. Yeah. I think Clare, if Clare bring the same hunger and and the form that they brought into last year, I think add that with, you know, Abe McCarthy and, and Mark Rogers and, you know, Adam Hogan coming in. I, look, I think Dave Fitzgerald Bisson is, is a loss. There's no point saying he's not. I think he's a huge player for him. But I think, you know, for Clare this year, you know, I if they can bring that, you know, I think they need the same form. Like Shane O'Donnell had a great year last year. You know, Tony Kelly, you know, but I think they need everyone on song. But if they do bring that, I think they'll be bang up there like the way they were last year. I think for Tipperary, I get what you're saying, Roy, about losing every game last year, but I suppose, look, it's, to be fair, it's Tipperary, they're, you know, a traditional team. It's it probably was a one-off, you know, it was, it probably was coming, but I think it was probably a one-off. Tipperary lads wouldn't be long telling you how many All Irelands they won even without asking them. So you know they're they expect to be there. They expect to come out of the tree every year. I think for Cahill personally, I think he probably has a point to prove. I think if Tipperary don't come out of Munster this year, I think his credentials kind of hit the floor a bit. You know after what happened with Waterford last year, you know come going home for the league and and bringing that into to with Tipperary this year, you, could, you know they went full strength into the league. If they do fail, you're kind of going, you know, I think there'll be huge question marks over. But in saying that, I, I really, really rate um, 
Cahill and, and Mikey Beavins as managers as a management. I think they're I think they're probably the, the next best behind uh, Kylie and Canark. I think you can look back to Cahill's days with um with the Tipperary twenties, you know, the turnaround from was it massive loss to Cork earlier on and then to, to beat him in the All Ireland final, which is, you know, really great management display. I think as well, you know, home advantage has to count. They have a great record in um in Ennis. I mentioned last week even like Limerick were going well, they went down there one year and got a hiding. Uh, it's a huge game and uh, last week I thought that, you know, I called my tree to come out clear Tipperary and Limerick and as the week's going on I'm thinking, do you know, whoever loses this game, I think won't come out of Munster. I think because uh, I, I, if, they, if that is clear, if Clare loses this game, a weak turnaround to, to go into get a grounds in Limerick and play Limerick will be a huge ask. You know, so to go, if you were to lose your first two games, you know, put you on the, on the back foot straight away. So for me, I think whoever loses this game won't come out of Munster. At the minute, I'm just going to tip to Clare because, you know, I think they're, it's, there's nothing between them, really. And I think this home advantage, I'm going to give it to Clare on, on that basis. Before I get you in here, I mean, from a Clare perspective, you've previewed it lovely. Just from a tip perspective, who are the threats that you're kind of looking at that may uh, kind of thwart uh, Clare on Sunday? Yeah, I, I see t- Tipperary's threats obviously up front, like they um they have this ability to hurt you on the scoreboard with mistakes. And, and based on like the, the one game that really worried me in the league was the Galway match from a clear point of view where the backline made a lot of mistakes, like coming out with the ball, getting turned over easily. Um just and that's where Tipperary will punish you. Like you're talking Jason Ford, even as we saw Tyne in there against Limerick we mentioned earlier, just have this ability like to punish mistakes. Um Noel McGrath as well, just wonderful strikers at the ball and an intercepted hand pass there and suddenly quick pass into full forward line is in the net before you know it. One lad for tip I'm surprised didn't feature a lot during the league was Mark Keogh because I thought out of all the tip young lads or new lads that came on the scene there over the last couple of years, he looked a real threat last year, especially against Limerick in the Gaelic grounds. He looked at the right handful and um, hasn't been seen a lot of game time. Maybe that is a, a ploy, I don't know, or just other lads have, have stepped up and passed him out. From a plus side, I suppose, from a clear point of view, is that like they're not facing Seamus Callan. I don't think is going to make th- this match in no. time, and just his experience um, is a big loss for Tipperary. Uh, Jar Brown, who last year you know came in and looked to be tips, uh, a mark- mentioned Marquio, but Jar Brown as well against Limerick came off, came off the bench, scored four or five points in that match. Um, he's out as well. So there are look, this isn't Tipperary. Don't have the strongest hand to select from going into this game. Um, I see. Clare can exploit, I think, a tip full back line that are really unsettled in terms of guys trying in new positions like Michael Breen going back in full back line. You know, th- these are guys I, I think you're coming up against. Maybe a, I wouldn't be surprised if Clare put Shane O'Donnell in full forward here. I know he had a great season last year at wing forward, but um, I just think in Ennis with maybe goals in mind early that Clare might maybe start him in there before bringing him out, just doing something a bit different. And I think he would be a real handful inside for, you know, kind of a full back line that has just been kind of piece together, let's say, during the league and they're going to meet their first real threat in terms of championship on Sunday because, as we know, like Clare's forward line can be, you know, serious when they hit form and I suppose we're a bit like Tipperary, it's our back line where our question marks are as well. And look, it's all set to be a cracking game and I think more so than the Limerick-Waterford game. Let's say if Limerick did suffer a defeat, you'd still fancy them to come out of Munster. If Waterford suffer a defeat, people will be saying, well, Limerick might win out all the games anyway, so Waterford's championship will be against the rest of the teams. Whereas, uh, as Karen pointed out, Nennis, whoever loses this game is on the back foot immediately. Like, it is bit as close to a knockout game in a round robin as you're going to get. 
So look, I, I just hope that from a clear point of view that, you know, that last year doesn't just become this kind of a, a false dawn in, in and that can build on last year and you know be a stronger team this year. And what a start to the championship would be for Clare to beat the very first game would really set them up. I think, uh, Rory, the advantage Tip have over Clare, they do lose, is they have a break week in week two. Yeah. You know, so if things do go wrong, at least they have two weeks to regroup before going away to Cork. And I think that's where Clare probably uh, are at a little bit disadvantage just the structure or the scheduling of the games to, to to go away a week later to Limerick. If you do lose, I'm sure it's a huge task. One point to well, Mark, I forgot to mention on Waterford is that Waterford's round robin uh, uh, record is brutal. They've only one win in, in, to date in all round robin games. So, you know, that has to be a huge factor as well. You know, I, I, we, I, personally, I rate Cahill very strongly and to have two years there and, and that record is still gone on is it a personnel issue or, or you know it's hard to point out what the what the problem is or what the the cause of it is but you know it's a, it's, a, it's a it's definitely a question mark when it's this year and that so one I win remember sorry mark that one win was against Tipperary last year where they could easily be beaten in the first round and everybody expected this huge water for win remember based on oh god yeah. won the league and finally. suddenly they were yeah. they had to fight out a win that against a Tipperary team as we know that were dogged with injuries last year and with very little expectations and so that has that's their one win in the championship. Yeah, there was an, an an experienced feel to that Tipperary side last year, and I mean, second year in, I mean, I'm thinking like say Connor Ball here, bring forward, middle third, Alan Tynan's come in, uh, done a great job in terms of midfield, Brian O'Mara come in in half back line along with Ronan Marr, Carl Barrett coming back. I think there is. I think he's a huge but, important. Mark. Carl Barrett and that full back yeah. line back in the experience you bring, especially if Michael Green does play full back. No, I think it'd be huge Tipperary. Yeah, because I mean the Tipperary full back line was exposed in that third quarter against Limerick. Certainly, the Peter Casey goal was very opportunistic from Peter Casey. But I think from a Liam Cahill, Michael Bevan's perspective, mm-hmm. I think alarm bells would have been ringing there, particularly in that goal. So, again, guys, am I getting the hint here? Maybe slide out for Clare here in a good match. Today, yeah, Clare. But it could be Tipperary <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> I think it's just so hard to call. You know, Tipperary have improved. I suppose the one thing for me is that game we saw them against Limerick a few weeks ago, they brought a huge intensity. Like, is that their is that their ceiling? You know, can they bring that higher? I think if they can, they have a real chance. But, it, you know, if that's their, you know, the all-out intensity and work rate, you know, I give Clare a chance. But if Tip can raise that ceiling a little bit higher, yeah, I think they're right up there. But I think this home advantage for me, I'm going to nudge it clear. And yeah, just a worrying aspect from that game against Limerick was when it came to 50, 55 minutes and benches were emptied, like Tip got nothing, no boost from that bench, um, whereas obviously Limerick did. And it was just for a game that was a hard-fought league match, you know, both teams went at it that night. It was just maybe an indication to very like that maybe their bench, the, when it gets to that point of game where you want that boost from it, maybe it isn't there. Look, we'll find out Sunday if that's the case. Just looking, like again, you're, you're judging on paper or whatever, but Clare seemed to, as I've mentioned, have a stronger panel this year than last year. But look... That that's, remains to be seen when it comes when the ball is thrown in for a championship. I'd always be worried, you know, Tipperary as well. As I mentioned, they are the one crowd who have tur- turned Clare over in Ennis. And, yeah, there is a bit of a, a, a pep in their step going into this championship. So they are, look, they're a huge threat-like. And just that ability to, to get a goal from nothing as well that Tipperary have. But at the same time, like, if we have to believe from a Clare point of view that we can, uh, you know, after last year being so good in the round robin that they can... You know, back that up again this year. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Clare, maybe. I'm going to go four or five points. I think I'll go with you there, Rory. 
I think just ultimately the attacking prowess of Clare, I think, will run, uh, rule the day here. I think Tipper will give it a good go. Provided that Clare don't leak goals here regular times, I think that would be the key. Because you do have Jason Ford and Jake Morris, if he's allowed to maybe get an early goal early, could influence games. But I think overall, the balance of play, I think Clare, this is a huge game for Clare, uh, you know, in the calendar. Get a win here and they're up and running. And I mean, dare I say, free shot against Limerick and TUS Gaelic grounds, really, you know. Oh, you do know. you see him uh, lining up, Roy? Where do you, Tony Kelly, would they name him, Colin Ford and give him free run with the park? Or? Yeah, I'd, I'd say, look, from a Clare point of view, like, I think last year as well, at times, Clare, it was almost like Clare forgot we had Tony Kelly in our team, especially when we got to the latter stages. And like, I was thinking of the Kilkenny game where there were times where lads were shooting from crazy angles when you had Kelly, like, making movement, looking for the ball. And so, look, I think the fact as well that he's no longer on freeze, like you've Aidan McCarthy there. Look, because mm. we know um, when Kelly was hitting freeze well, he was playing well. When he started off missing a couple of frees, it, it does seem to a guy that lets it, you know, kind of affect him. Some some managers like to have their best player on freeze, things to get him into the game. I think it's the opposite with Kelly in that, you know, he misses a couple of frees and suddenly it affects his performance from play as well. Yeah, I, I think what you said, Kieran, like they'll just name him in a position and he could pop up anywhere and he'll be moving through the lines as well. Um, will Tipperary designate a man marker on him? Um, Limerick have never done that. They've let him, and I think it's been to Limerick's detriment because he has scored heavily against Limerick uh, uh, and really should be trying to, to shut him down because Kilkenny last year, Mikey Butler did do a good job on him. As I said, Clare kind of played into their hands a bit as well, but the quality of a ball Kelly was getting or lack of quality of ball. So sometimes I, I, I think you have to try a designated man marker on him and if that doesn't work, then go with your zonal defence. But they have to, you know, maybe... Kyle Barrett, you know, if Kyle Barrett gets dragged out around the field, is he the man? But I'm sure. Will he, have, uh, will he have the fitness? Like he's only back from. Yeah, you know, just back. Yeah. Yeah. Will Kyle have, have a player in mind for him? And uh, look, I, I think he probably will, and, and, and he will be trying someone there. Um, yeah, look, I, I suppose as well, like with Claire, I, I, I don't know, will Duggan start? I, he didn't set the world alight during the league. I thought last year he had a mixed championship. Um, maybe with Fitzgerald out, he might just for a target and puckouts. So, yeah, look, I, I, Adam Hogan, as you mentioned, will start, probably take Rory Hayes' place in the back line. And then from there up, like, really, you're probably looking at Mark Rogers coming in overall, David Fitzgerald then at that side. And obviously players being rejigged around. David Reedy was, look, really sharp in the league, I'd say. Yeah. He will start as well. Yeah, so basically, yeah, where O'Donnell plays is a factor as well. A big one for Clare as well is, look, John Conlon. We know he went, he, when, when he was injured last year, like, the Clare seemed to fall asunder in that league or in the All-Ireland semi-final against Kilkenny, and you're just wondering, you know, what shape he's in, like, and he has a, he's been playing senior now since 2009, 2010, nearly, I'd say, 2010, he kind of made his debut with Clare, so he's a lot of miles on the clock, but now he's a lad who really looks after himself, great shape, but at the same time, like, time catches up with everyone. I know centre-back is probably the one position in Hurland where, you know, you can read the game from now, especially in modern Hurland, just get on the shoulder of lads. His delivery last year was sensational, like, and it was one of the reasons Clare did so well in the round-robin. So he's a big factor for Clare. If Conlon is, you know, on song and fit and healthy and everything, like um, it is a major plus. And if something goes wrong there, you just hope this year that Lohan has a better plan B than, you know, what happened last year. Uh, it seems to be a bit of panic when they realised Conlon wasn't going to be fit to start that game against Kilkenny. I'd have seen Jeremy Ryan maybe as your natural successor at six for Conlon. Um, I know he loves to get forward from wing back, but you just hope, you know, that their every eventuality is covered this year. So, look, yeah, uh, it is a big factor, though, I think, for Clare, because he, he basically is like the conductor of the orchestra in terms of how they play. 
a bit like you know Hannon with Limerick as well has a central role there. So uh, yeah, look, a uh, fit and healthy Conlon is going to be a massive difference for Clare and with with the forward line hopefully on song. It just yeah, as I, as I mentioned at the very start, as it gets closer to Sunday and just getting a bit more and more confident again against Tip, you can never be too confident. Yeah, do you think Ryan Taylor? I thought Ryan Taylor was had a poor league compared to the way he was going last year, didn't he? You know, is he could he lose out or is he just to? Yeah, look, it, it, again, it depends on how things have been going in training, especially as I mentioned, some of the lads coming in, like Aidan McCarthy. Sorry, I forgot to mention Aidan McCarthy is going to start for definite. Like, so is, is it Ryan Taylor going to lose out, or are they going to just go with that pairing of Taylor and Malone midfield, who you know worked really well last year as a, as a pair? Um, so yeah, it, I, I would say if if player there is going to lose out based on league form now we don't know how things mm. have gone in the last three or four weeks of training um ryan taylor could be and look it's getting it's a serious plus if you've ryan taylor on the bench coming in absolutely yeah, yeah. so yeah it does um does strengthen things in terms of panel but look a big start here um get the home crowd roar nearly on like i just remember in in, in 2019 uh, claire had to beat cork and hope that limerick beat tip in thurlis to go through and uh, shane o'donnell had the ball in the net after about seven seconds and the place with bananas up there um, so like that really gets the crowd rocking from the very start. So they need a good start. Um, you know, put tip uh, on the back foot because uh, as I mentioned, like Claire gets sloppy at any stage, and you're going to get punished against Tipperary. It's a solid old house in Cusick Park, isn't it, on Sunday, Roy? Yeah. So for the first time in I don't know how long I'm in behind the goals. I always have a spot at the far side of the field in Cusick Park from the cameras. <laughs> They'll be in behind the goals. So it'll be an interesting view and things. But uh, look better to try it sometimes as well yeah get in early now get a good spot uh, in yeah. the terrace and it's i know it's great great. it's great to be talking about Munster senior hurling championship as well and champions firmly on guys it's been a lengthy one but a good one now tonight many thanks to rory and kieran enjoy the games at the weekend and next week we'll review the Munster and leinster senior hurling championship round one round robin games we'll also look at joe mcdonough cup round three before their bye week and also review the underage championships as they're progressing in the next few days until then lads have a great weekend thanks mark thanks mark thank you for listening to this podcast episode if you liked what you heard in this podcast why not subscribe to the hawkeye psychic podcast on either amazon spotify youtube or twitter platforms you can also follow me at hawkeye psychic on facebook and twitter for the latest sporting opinions articles and reports